Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. I have um, been reading something, um, as many of you know, I was reading something called Vasistha's Yoga, which is one of the biggest projects that I've under, uh, ever undertaken in my life. I read the entire thing, took notes on it, spoke about it in the I Am Light conference, and uh, and I'm very, very pleased. It's an ancient text, and um, I spent a lot of time reading about 10 pages a day for uh, for about three months um, and just loving all of it. And then, I, for some reason, I get motivated to... Uh, pick up the uh, Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East, which is a six-volume uh, set, which is something that I really recommend you read. Again, there's some questions about the authenticity of whether this happened or didn't happen. To me, I read it as nonfiction and, 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 uh, and treat it because I, it's about a uh, expedition to the uh, uh, Gobi Desert and the Himalayas back in the 1890s um, where, they, where they were able to meet with some people called the Masters and, and what these people had to teach us. And... Uh, um, they have photographs and things of it and so on. But anyway, it's just a, it was a fascinating thing for me. It's a six volume thing and you can buy it and read it if you're interested by a man named Baird Spaulding. But at the end, um, oh, I think it's the fifth of, uh, volume. Um, this is what it says. And I just wanted to sort of put this out there and, and, and then perhaps get people to react to it here today on the phone. Did you put the phone numbers out? Sure did. 866-254-1579. Toll-free. And at the beginning of the show, it says something about uh, re, uh, live your full life and your full uh, your your full purpose in, in in advertising the show. You know, it's about uh, filling uh, fulfilling a dharma that each and every one of us has, living your purpose. So this is what they say. It's on page one ninety seven of volume five. It has been clearly stated that life lived by the average individual is hypnotic. That is. The majority of men and women are not living life as it was intended at all. This is what the masters are telling us. Not one in a million feels the freedom to live what he inwardly feels he should live. He has come under the world's opinion of himself, and this opinion is what he obeys, rather than the law of his own being. In this respect, and to this degree, he is living under an hypnotic spell. He lives under the delusion that he is a mere human being living in a merely material world and only hopes to escape it when he dies and goes to what he calls heaven. This is not, I emphasize the word not, this is not the determination intended in the plan and purpose of life. Obedience to one's inner nature, the expression of life as he instinctively feels it ought to be expressed, is the very foundation of the life which the masters reveal as the only true mode of living. I thought that was such a wonderful summary um, because in there they talk about, uh, you know, some pretty esoteric kinds of subjects, the idea that, uh, you know, the physical body doesn't have to deteriorate and, and, uh, and death itself is, uh, is, is really just, uh, it's just an illusion that uh, the body is uh, vibrating at a certain frequency and that the soul within you, the soul which is, God within you vibrates at a very, very, very fast frequency. And when the body can't keep up with that frequency, this is what we call death. But the life element that's in all of us uh, continues. And then as, as I read that and I got to thinking about that, but so many of the calls that I get and so many people um, are living in what they call this hypnotic state. That is, they just come to this belief that... Uh, 
that there's just limitations to all the things that we can do and how and the ability to be able to to create and to manifest and to, to heal ourselves and to live from a you know a, a place of purpose in our lives is just all put aside in the name of just getting along and so on and they su suggest to us that there's other ways to do it and so i was just thinking about uh, about lecturing about that and and how important that is and um, I came across this by Swami Vivekananda. I don't know if you know who Vivekananda was, um, but he he came to America. He was a young uh, uh, Swami from India, and he came to uh, America in the early part of the 20th century, uh, early uh, like 1910, 1905, 1907, and he was just a brilliant uh, divine being. And um, he wrote something called "You Are the Infinite Spirit." And it ties in with exactly what I just read from the life and teachings of the masters of the Far East. So I want to just throw this out to you as well before we take phone calls by Swami Vivekananda. In fact, Vivekananda is the, is the person who I've often, uh, I've often quoted in my own talks. Uh, when people ask him uh, over and over again, um, you know, how do we reach, you know, how do we reach this higher level of awareness that you speak about? Um, you know, and he said, uh, I did this, but I'm doing this from memory. He said, in the springtime, go out and observe the blossoms on the fruit trees. He said, the blossoms vanish of themselves as the fruit grows. And so too will the lower self, the ego, vanish as the divine grows within you. And it's about allowing this, the divinity within, the same divinity that allows a blossom to turn into an apple. Uh, to allow you to turn into whatever it is that you are destined to become, but we, we, you've not allowed yourself to live it. So this is what Vivekananda said, called You Are the Infinite Spirit. All these small ideas that I am a man or a woman, that I'm sick or healthy, strong or weak, or that I hate or love or have little power, are all but uh, hallucinations. Stand up then, he says. Know that every thought and every word that weakens you in this world is the only evil that exists. Stand as a rock. You are the infinite spirit. Say, I am existence absolute, bliss absolute, knowing, knowledge absolute. And like a lion breaking its cage, break your chains and be free forever. What frightens you, what holds you down, only ignorance of your true nature, of your blessedness. Nothing else can bind you. You are the pure one, the ever-blessed. Therefore, if you dare, stand on that. Mold your whole life on that. You are the one with the eternal soul. Know then that thou art he and model your whole life accordingly. For those who know this and model their lives accordingly will no more suffer in darkness. Swami Vivekananda. I like that. I love yeah, that message it? to listen to your, your inner voice and be who you are, not somebody else or influenced by others, just to, to be who you are. Exactly. Yeah, and it's, uh, he calls it your, 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 your true nature. Uh, Lao Tzu called it your original nature. In other words, that uh, <clears throat> you know, the moment that you were conceived and you were, you know, went from fo the formless world of spirit into this world of, of beginnings and ends and dichotomies and, uh, and this human world that we're in, um, 
that your original nature is one of kindness, is one of gentleness, it's one of service to others, and um, and it's also it's also one of uh, a divine dharma, you know, that you have within you the power, this this incredible power, and you've been and so both of these are so tied in. You have this. Uh, hypnotic state that you've been in that says that this is what I can do and this is what I can't do, this is how far I can go, This is these are my limitations. And then there's this thing inside of you that uh, is your original nature that you've just sort of scuttled and, and put to the side and not allowed to be the guiding force in your life, this this uh, this beautiful awareness of uh, of your own divinity, of your own connection to God. So That's I just beautiful. thought I'd share that. Was yeah. that in the book of the uh, Masters? Yeah, no, this wasn't the, the one from Swami Vivekananda. Is just something that I came across because <clears throat> this is how I spend my life. I reading. This. <laughs> I know I got to get a lot. What you That's do on the weekends? This is what I do all the time. You know, I have these kind of things all over my house, and it's just something that I think about because I just, I feel honestly, I feel like it's my, it's a, it's my own dharma. It's my own. Uh, it's like at this time in my life, one of the things that just really motivates me and just just pushing me very, very hard is the stuff that I just talked about in, that's in the film I bought and so on. It's about, you know, like what is happening to our food supply and what is happening to, our, you know, the fact that we're just becoming people who have become so violent when we have so many weapons in our society. What has happened to to us where we're, we're allowing our physical bodies? I, I live on, on, you know, right on the ocean and I watch people walk by all the time and I just see bodies that are just just so out of shape and just so allowed to get, um, you know, to become drastically overweight or people leaning forward and, and walking slow and all of these kind of things. And there's like, there's like your original nature is one of just divine, perfect health. And I just feel such a strong pull for that. And it's like, it's my own dharma. It's why I read this kind of stuff and I get so excited about it. In the last three months or so, I've been... It's almost my home has become like a library where I just go in every day and just I sit and I read and I study and I just get more amazed and think about how can I make an impact? Because for me, I just think that uh, that we uh, we have to make a shift. Maybe we should make a movie called The Shift. You know, why don't you write that down? <laughs> has that a been good done? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I think I already did that, didn't I? Yeah. yeah that shift. That was the when I did that film and it was like it's now about five or six years. Yeah. Um, I wanted uh, I wanted, uh, you know, one third or one uh, what we call pie, three point one four one six percent of the population to watch this film, because then I think we can create a critical mass and we can we can take our whole world away from all of this hostility and all of this hatred and all of this disease, this disease that's taking over, the disease of, uh, of violence, the disease of overeating, the disease of, of eating too much sugar, the, uh, the disease of not meditating and so on. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I feel not only is it important for me to be doing these things, but more than that, it's important for uh, for me to be doing it as a teacher who's who's been blessed to have a big voice and a big platform and to make sure that... Uh, you know, before I exit this body. Now, after reading the life and teachings of the masters of the Far East, I just figure I can make my body younger and younger and younger. And that's one of the things they say that we have the possibility within us. So that, that just like they use the example of a banyan tree, that just like a banyan tree that has, you know, blossoms and so on that, 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 that start to grow and new leaves, new life comes in, that our, we, we can constantly create new life within ourselves and, and make our, 
make our bodies strong like a banyan tree where it doesn't, you know, death is just, it's a part of the hypnosis that we just, all of us have been born into this world where we look at, well, you get to live to, if you live to a hundred, I mean, that's like you've got a hundred years and all of that. And um, we've never been uh, really sort of conditioned to think that um, none of that has to happen at all. Although it is starting to shift, even that. It I is. Just, I looked at a Time magazine, had this, and there was a picture of a baby. Did you see that a few weeks ago? And it said this baby, a baby just born, uh, could live to be 142 years old. But um, isn't it so fascinating? And, and you read all of the old texts, the old masters, you know, Vivekananda mm. or Paramahansa, Yogananda, and, mm. and the things that they were saying, you know, years and years and years ago, just that wisdom has been available to us for so long. Right. And, mm. and like you said, we've just kind of ignored it mm. or pushed it down out of fear or conditioning, mm. whatever we've been told. But it, it's there for us. In the Masters of the Far East, they came back in the, in the 1930s, and then they, then they gave a lecture in the 1950s, and they talked about Paramahansa Yogananda being an example of a body that didn't have to die. When he died in Los Angeles, I think it was in the 1950s, early 1950s, um, the coroner uh, was calling uh, over at the, uh, fel- the fellowship place where Yogananda lived, um, and they were asking, they've never seen anything like this, that the body is, his body is still alive, even though he's dead. In other words, the body won't deteriorate, and it wouldn't deteriorate, and it would. And they use that as an example, that the body is not something that has to, it doesn't have to die. It's very interesting. It's a very it hard concept for us to get a hold of, because we've never, no, never known such a thing. Although they claim that, um, you know, some of the greatest masters who ever walked on this planet are still here. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.